This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 117. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. My name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com, joined by Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you today? I'm really good because I found a new set of colored pencils I'm in love with. This is the show about colored pencils and where we discuss pencils and everything else regarding and surrounding this medium that we love so much. So, Lisa, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the Derwent Drawing Colored Pencils. Yeah, so this is this is kind of a, a line of pencils that from Derwent that I just really didn't even pay attention to. I'm Neither not sure I. why. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I had the white. R- Wendy Lane actually told me about how amazing and opaque the Derwent Drawing Chinese White is. And so oh, that's right, been on my right. must-have list forever. I mean, it's mm-hmm. what, I use it on almost everything. Hmm. I don't know why it never crossed my mind that, hey, maybe I'll like the rest of the pencils. What I didn't yeah, realize, yeah. though, is that the entire set, unfortunately only 24, are all light fast. They all rate a number seven or eight on the blue wool scale. So yeah, they are all safe yeah. to use. Which is amazing. I mean, it, I, I I don't know. I mean, if I was Derwent, it seems like I would be marketing these pencils just a little bit heavier because they do adhere to the highest level of ASTM standards. And to me, I mean, that's that's a big deal. So Yeah, I really wish there were more colors that's kind of my only real complaint about these like my yeah that that is kind of a drawback all right so let's get into this this pencil has actually been around since 1986 and like we kind of already alluded to it has a a very uh, subtle shaded uh, palette very nice rich colors though but they're they're all a little muted I really like them. I enjoy them because of that. Kind of nice. Perfect for skin tone and certain mm-hmm. wildlife pieces. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and even, I mean, just any kind of thing where you're more focused on texture and composition and things like that. So, yeah, really, really exciting. But, yeah, the drawback, you know, is the, the limitation in the sets that are available. Now, I will say that the construction-wise, I think these are just top-notch. I mean, we've, we're talking about an 8 millimeter in diameter on the pencil, which is really nice, feels really nice in your hand. It's got a 5 millimeter lead, and so that that is very thick. So a thick barrel, a very thick lead in it. And didn't look this up, but I think that that's probably the same as the, the Ink Tense line. I think that's probably the same dimensions there but they feel really good i thought just because of that the lead too is so pigmented so i recently did a piece i decided i'm going to do a piece just with these and Mm. the light fast colors out of the pro color set and i just kind of get an idea of where strengths and weaknesses are and all of those and one of the things that i did i made pretty much my entire base layer for this background this out of focus blurry background i made most of that base layer with these derwent drawing pencils they laid down so quickly a background that i might normally spend two or three days on i had done in a night which is kind of crazy and i blended them with odorless mineral spirits they work Mm -hmm. beautifully with that they're very thick very creamy the way that they lay down and how quickly because you've got a larger barrel that i just was so impressed with how quickly i was able to get that work done that made me really happy 
Yeah, they do lay down very, very quickly. The, the only thing that, that I will say, though, regarding how soft they are, that, that was nice. Working with them was really nice. But when I was sharpening them, I had one. It was the, the yellow ochre that broke on me. And so that was just kind of aggravating because after I sharpened that one, then I was... I, I wasted a fourth of that pencil in the sharpener. Didn't realize it till after I started. Uh, that was aggravating. I had something very similar happen with my ivory black. Yeah. Yeah. The lead kept breaking out when I sharpened it. Mm-hmm. I sharpened it once. It broke out. I sharpened it again. It broke again. I took masking tape and taped that booger down. So he was, I was using that pencil. I'm like, I have wasted enough of this pencil. Yeah. I'm going to use it. And it worked. I used the masking tape and it really worked to hold it in place. Yeah. Now, see, and this, this is the problem, though, that any company has has when they you know they come out with a line that is so soft i mean this this is this is kind of the problem that that you have this is the achilles heel with regarding you know a soft core pencil if you're going to be able to to use just a manual sharpener or even an electric sharpener or a hand twist then you're up against this kind of thing. And this is one of the reasons why a lot of pastel pencil artists, when they use the wood-encased pastel pencils, they often will sharpen those themselves with a Zacto knife because of this very problem. So, yeah, that problem is kind of bad. Yeah, the sharpener I used was an electric sharpener, and it gives me a really nice long point, which Mm -hmm. is not ideal for some of these softer pencils. No, it's not. Prismacolor, I wouldn't use that type of sharpener on. Um, Actually, I tested it on my Prismacolor, and I had to laugh because the first time it went through, the lead snapped off. I'm like, typical. Why am I not surprised? But with these, most of them, it was fine. The only time I had that happening with the lead was that black happened twice. And my black pencil now is like half the length of the rest of them because of it. But normally, I would use one with a slightly less pointed tip for the sharpener and you're probably okay that way you're going to have less breakage yeah a quicker tapered point on it yeah yes i used that that derwent super point pencil sharpener which i love it gives you the longest point possible out of any sharpener i've used so far but anyway the yellow though that i was talking about that broke off that happened after only about four or five pencils and i got so aggravated i thought oh is this going to be like prismacolor but then that was the only one that did that so i was real happy about that the difference though with this and with prismacolor like a softcore pencil, and this is why I'm not so critical about this, a softcore pencil is going to be more prone to breakage. I'm okay with that. I'm actually okay with leads being more likely to break in Prismacolor. My problem is Prismacolor's casing is default defective. They're well, curved yeah. and they're warped, and that that increases how much a pencil is going to break. Here, these pencil cases, they're centered well. They're perfectly yeah. straight. I don't have any weird shapes like I was getting with a lot of the Prismacolor individual ones I was buying. They were warped. And the Prismacolor, too, when I actually sharpened it with the same sharpener when I was doing a test for an upcoming pencil sharpener review, actually, I put that Prismacolor in, and it not only broke the tip off, the wood chipped off this huge chunk of wood chipped off i'm like i've been using this sharpener for a co- few weeks now on three pieces i've not seen that happen Never once. Had that like happen. the first yeah. time through with prismacolor and it the wood chips off and it's like that's where because i'm sure people are going to wonder why i'm not as critical about these breaking as i am with prismacolor my thing with prismacolor is that casing they're defective because of that wood casing just adds to how much more likely it is to break when you've got a soft core pencil you need a st- stable wood casing to support it and prismacolor just doesn't have that. Well, not even that. I mean, you're right that they have that warping and all that, but it also has to do with the the diameter of the pencil. I mean, those Prismacolor Premier pencils are tiny, and so there's not a good construction on the pencil itself 
and the cores are tiny as well. And so when you're sharpening that, there's not much to hold them in place anyway because there's just it's just not fat enough barrel to hold it in place. The girth of that pencil uh, just isn't there. So yeah, it's it's going to break more easily because of that as well. So yeah, it's kind of aggravating. But anyway, we're not talking about Prismacolor Premier. <laughs> well, I thought it was important to bring up too because I, I have a feeling once I, I put this video, my review of these pencils up online, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to ask me, well, if those break, why are, why don't you have a problem with that and you do with Prismacolor? Well, well, and it's hard not to do a baseline comparison against some yeah. pencil too. So, Yeah, and there, there's a different reason on why they're breaking. Soft right, core pencils right. going to be prone to breakage, so make a good casing to support that as yeah. best that you can is yeah. my thing. Yeah, yeah. Good construction and have something that is fat enough to even support a soft core. All right, so yeah, I, I agree. And and, and and like you said, I mean, every pencil, I don't care if it's soft core or not, uh, they they will occasionally, they will be susceptible to breakage sometimes. You know, in all the years of using my, my Faber-Castell Polychromos, once, fairly recently, once, I've had them break. No, oh, I've had them break before. Oh, I love them. Yeah, they're good pencils, but I've had them break, especially using that long super point pence, pencil yeah. sharpener. I mean, you know, I think it was on you're that stressing that them. too. Yeah, and you're stressing them when you do that. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're pushing it to the limit. But it's so ridiculous because I look back at when I was using Prismacolor exclusively, it was the only pencil I knew that existed for, you know, I didn't know there were other good pencils out there. And it, I mean, it was just so constant. I would have a pile next to me of broken leads and I would try different sharpeners. And I always had people go, oh, you're, you're not sharpening it right. You're not using the right sharpener. I have tried every method. I have tried every tip. Prismacolors are just made poorly in that sense. It's that I honestly blame the wood casing because I didn't have the breakage problems back from, you know, in 1995 and using the sharpeners there and those pencils then that they were constructed better. They are not constructed well now and they just break. I mean, the amount of excess pencil tips I used to have, I would get so angry that I'd have to walk away from the piece because I was so sick of breaking pencils. And then pencils. you would uh, you would collect the, the pencil tips, or that's what I did. I, would, I, would col- I had a collection of uh, pencil tips that would break or fall out of the pencil itself. I just started collecting them, and I didn't know what I was going to do with them, <laughs> but I just had them around, you know. That's funny, though. You, you're not holding, you're not you're not doing that right. You're not sharpening there. Oh, I hear it all the time. <laughs> People get really mad at my Prismacolor versus Faber-Castell video yeah. telling me how I'm doing it wrong. I'm stupid. I'm, I usually just delete those comments because it's like, if you're going to do personal attacks, we're not even talking. It reminds me, though, of when Apple, after one or two iterations of the iPhone, I don't remember which one it was, they put the 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 metal band all the way around the phone. Oh, and so yeah. when you remember it's that, when you would hold error. it, yeah, how yeah they, it? they said, well, you're holding it wrong. It's like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> holding amazing. it wrong. Yeah. Blame the customer. Blame the Well, what blame was the worse then is it was product. actually yeah. Apple who came out and made that claim. Like, That's what I said. Yeah, it's yeah. fellow users. Yeah, yeah. They were blaming their users. That's actually Apple. Yeah. So I liken it to that. I mean, it's like, come on. Are you kidding me? You're making this for an artist. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, at least it's not the company coming out and saying that, in this case with Prismacolor Premier. All right, so I I just wanted to talk about how I use these. And what I did was I used Strathmore 500 series, the, the premium series of paper that they have, a ready-cut watercolor, hot-pressed. Let's see, what else can I tell you about this paper? 140-pound, I guess this is slightly newer paper 100% cotton really really nice paper two different finishes on uh, either side you could use 
And cool. anyway, th these held up them. really well. I was real impressed with this. I did a, a landscape, and actually I'm not quite done with this, but used Gamsel on it, and uh, uh, that blended really nicely. I liked the white. That was the first time for me to ever use that Chinese white. That was that was really nice. And like I said, I mean, I, I enjoy these muted colors. I, I like that that kind of look. I enjoy that a lot, you know, as a as as just a, a different style, you know. It's just not a lot of, you know, these uh, sharp and just not a highly saturated kind of color on your palette, but it, it, it looks really nice. And like you said, Lisa, if you're doing something for an underpainting too, I think this would be really nice to get just sort of a uh, nearly a monochromatic kind of scale underneath, or at least a muted kind of scale to your drawing. If you know you want to do something that way, you know, just use a limited amount of colors and then go over that with a different pencil line over on top. That's probably a really good use for these pencils. Yeah, that's actually what I did for my background. I mm -hmm. got most of my base done with these pencils, so I had really good coverage, a lot of pigment on that paper. And then I was taking my greens and blues from the Lightfast pencils out of the Derwent Pro Color yeah. and mix that on top. And oh, they blended smooth. The other thing that I liked, and this was true with both of these pencils, I worked really sloppy. I was working on Stonehenge, some Fawn Stonehenge, the ones in the individual visual sheets, not yeah. the one out of the pad. And that tends to blend smooth anyway, But or when, when I work with odorless mineral spirits. But this, oh my gosh, I was scri literally scribbling. I mean, I'm working this direction and that direction and not doing my general small circles and ovals. I had areas where I had little squiggles that I'm like, oh, normally if I did that in polychromos, I'm not blending that out. I'm going to have to really work to cover that up. Yeah. No, this blended. I mean, I was able to be so sloppy and so lazy and it moved through very quick. I got the smooth blending very, and it did take several layers. I mean, it, it wasn't that I wasn't layering a lot, mm -hmm. but they each layer went down so quickly in part because the lead is so soft in part because they're so thick. But I got that coverage really, really quickly, then just tinted the color on top and blended with odorless mineral spirits. Now, one tip I will give you, and this is true when you're using odorless mineral spirits anyway, but one problem that I've heard people have is that they end up with brush strokes that they have a hard time getting rid of. These, it's like there was so much pigment, so much wax, so much of everything on that paper that very quickly within, I'd say... I don't know, maybe five or six layers. I'm just throwing a number out there. I don't actually remember what it was. But within a few layers of blending out, where I'd add a few layers, I'd blend out with odorless mineral spirits, add a few more layers, blend out again, add a few more layers. By that third time where I go to blend out, I needed very, very, very little paint thinner on that brush. This, I, because there was so much pigment on that paper, it would, mm -hmm. was very easy to end up with brush strokes that you didn't want. So definitely want to recommend when you get to those final layers, if you're having a hard time where you're actually seeing brush strokes, dip your paint thinner or your paintbrush in the paint thinner and then dry it out as much as you can. I use Viva paper towels or an old t-shirt. Just dry it off as much as you can and let it set. I mean, sometimes I let it set for 10, 15 minutes before I went on to the work so that I was able to lightly blend those top layers without it kind of going through everything and creating a muddy mess of brush strokes. So remember when you get, if you are using odorless mineral spirits, wait, when you get to those final layers, don't use very much on that brush. You don't need much. I also think that these burnish beautifully. If you're someone who likes to burnish your work, they work mm -hmm. really well for that. You've got to use a much lighter hand if you're doing light layers and not blending with odorless mineral spirits or burnishing. You really have to be careful because so much pigment comes out so quickly. Yeah, yeah. And I tested these on some black paper by, this was the Canton Me 10s. And that, these are the most opaque of all of mine. Um, typically, I would say Prismacolors are, are more opaque than most of the pencils I use. These were much more opaque and the colors were much more bold on black or dark color 
colored paper than any hmm. of the other pencils that I've tested. I didn't try that. I tried, uh, I did use some Stonehenge, tested on some Stonehenge for a little bit. But uh, yeah, and, that, and that, that worked pretty well as well. But I didn't do a, a full drawing or anything on those. I just want to talk about then very quickly here what is uh, these colors. I'm guessing that some of you listening today may not be as familiar with these pencils like we weren't. And so I just want to talk about what comes in the 12 set. Okay, so there's a chocolate. There's an ink blue. I'm trying to group these together here that would make logical sense because I've got them all mixed up in my, in my tin here. There's a sepia red says in parentheses red i guess olive earth solway blue green shadow yellow ochre brown ochre ruby earth sanguine ivory black and chinese white now i'll tell you though that this blue color it it more just looks like a cool gray pretty much and the green shadow also looks sort of like a, just a very muted gray with sort of a greenish tint to it. But these are all very good complements with each other. I mean, like the olive earth is nearly like a darker complement to the green shadow. So it, it does work really well there. Yeah, the ink blue for me, I found it to be very blue, but almost more of a deep, dark peacock blue. Like it is dark, nearly dark, yeah, but it right. was it is nearly a definite like a blue. Yeah. Yeah. And the the Solway blue does it does kind of complement that other blue, mm-hmm. only because it's more like a gray though. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I used that one a, a good lot. Set, though. I do. I wish that there were some more grays in the tone. I mean, because I know it, it, a lot of companies they usually can make mm-hmm. grays and browns more light fast fairly easily. Yeah. I do wish there were some darker grays. I think that would have been a nice inclusion in here. You can mm-hmm. mix your own, of course, but. I like to try to find make things go as smooth or as easy as possible. Yeah, it makes it um, easy. So I do wish there were a few more. Well, just across the board, I would love mm-hmm. more colors in this set because this was a really nice pencil. I like doing my blurry, out-of-focus backgrounds, and it takes so many layers and so many pigments to get that look um, that these, gosh, they just worked so well. And I was actually really happy, though, when I tested the Pro Color for that. The Pro Color worked real well. These worked even better for that. Now, luckily, like we were saying before, you can layer them. So if I did this as a layer and got that nice, creamy, smooth blending, now I can just tint the color with the any right. other brand of pencil. Like, it doesn't have to be Pro Color. That's just what I used here. Right. But That's yeah. a strong way to to, uh, to go about it, I, I think. And I was going to mention that, that a, a lot of you, I know, are very interested in getting a stock or getting a set, rather, of the Luminance pencils, and you're wanting to stock up on those. Now, one thing that you could do if you're just, you know, just don't have it in the budget to get a full set of the 72 Luminance pencils, you could go with these. They're a buck seventy-three right now on Blick. You know, I think a list price here says two eighty-nine. So, you know, you're paying a little less than half of what the sale price is typically on a Luminance pencil. So you could go with these for your the more muted colors, and then the brighter colors that you want, purchase those in the Luminance. And the reason why I'm saying that is because then you've got all light, fast pencils, if if that's a major concern, and it should be, if you're selling your work. So I think that's a real strong way to go. They do, you know, they, they perform slightly different, but if we're... If your primary concern is a wax-based pencil and a light-fast pencil, then that would be uh, something that you could go about doing to just get more pencils in your in your arsenal. And of these ones, 
I don't think that they're super amazing for fine detail. I would not want to complete an entire painting just with these pencils. I would want to mix in other pencils for finer detail, sharper edges. You can somewhat get sharp detail, but they're so soft that you're back to being a little bit closer to Prismacolor, which I never loved for fine detail. So that is one thing where I will always mix these with another pencil. I don't see myself doing a 100% Derwent drawing project. Uh, uh, but they're good for those blurry, those soft lines, or even skin tones. If you're doing larger planes where you want really smooth, I think these are going to be good. One other thing that was kind of weird to me on these, a couple of pencils on here, I can't remember which one it was, when I was being loose and using the edge of the pencil, I kept finding chunks of another color mixed into it. And it would scribble oh. that color onto my drawing for the background, Ooh. which was really getting annoying. It covered yeah. easily because they're opaque. But that happened. It I was only happen one of That's these. Weird. And I can't remember which color it was. I want to say it was one of the gray tones. And I was mm. getting these reddish, orangey colors spitting out at me. And I don't know if it was like one defective pencil. I only had it happen on that one, but it kept happening. Yeah. I'd sharpen it. I'd make sure the edges are wiped down so it wasn't something that just came off on the sharpener. But they were like little bits that were kind of embedded I, you know, into I've the never had that happen i've seen people report that even with luminance though before and i've never had that happen with any set that i've had but that's yeah, interesting. my first question is always was it just a color that got jammed in when you sharpened it after sharpening another pencil so i try to wipe it all off because that does happen and that's yeah right right but this was actually like i was taking my nail and scraping it oh, out no. from in the pencil like it was really it was i want to say it was one of the the pale gray pale blue colors yeah, that is, that is weird. That's that's a little yeah. So that was one kind of there. negative, but yeah. it could have just been a defective one defective pencil because it didn't happen in any of my others. It was sure irritating when it did. And you know, and that that's bound to happen once in a while. I mean, just a, a quality control problem once in a while with mixing the pigment or something. You know, something in the formulation process just went awry. You know. I will tell you, though, I do know Derwent, most companies are going to replace it. If you ever get a pencil yeah. that's effective, contact the manufacturer. I know Derwent, and this one actually cracked trouble. me up. You guys know that I did a a demonstration for them over in Utah back in May at, at this big art convention. And the pencils that they provided me with, I was doing this in ink tents, and one of the ink tents pencils I pulled out, and the side of it was flat, like it, the wood wasn't quite formed right, and the printing didn't quite land right like you could tell it was a t the pencil would have worked fine but it didn't look perfect they were so embarrassed and so upset that this had happened and i'm thinking it's actually not a big deal if it happened at a set that i got at home i would have still used it the pencil was fine it just looked a little funky but i mean they were genuinely no we do not want this happening in our product so if you do ever do and i think most art companies feel the same. If you contact them, oh, yeah. I had this happen not long ago with a projector I had bought. The, there was a problem with the remote control, a known defect as it turned out with this remote control. They handled it so well trying to walk me through getting it to work now. Either way, they were sending me a replacement, but how to get it to work so I could use it in the meantime. Most companies will go out of their way to fix a problem. If you ever have, because I've seen people do that, they get a set of pastels and they're all broken. Contact the company or who yeah, you bought it yeah, from, absolutely. especially if you buy it from an art manufacturer like Dick Blick or Jerry's. That is one thing that I really like about ordering from them. I know if there's ever a problem, they do fix it. No questions oh, yeah. asked. Right. Absolutely. But so the, and that's not that's just a seller, not even a manufacturer, and they still fix it for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So maybe you've used these pencils, and I'll put a copy of what I drew in the show notes here. You can head on over to sharpenedartist.com slash podcast and take a look at that. Any of our shows, they are all available over there in the archives, sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. And if you've drawn with these pencils, let us know and tell us what you think about them. We'd love to hear that. Email podcast at sharpenedartist.com. You can reach out to us at Twitter. Lisa's at Lockery. I'm at Sharpened Artist. And if you like the show, tell somebody else to listen to the show and help them download the show or subscribe to the show. A lot of people get confused about how to subscribe to the show so you get the next episode in your sleep. And it comes out every single Monday. So we will talk to you again then next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. Sharpened Artist.